I can hear you perfectly. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Give me a second. Let me get these dogs out of the room. You don't need to get them out of the room. They're fine. Are you sure? I'm positive. They bark, they bark. Okay. <laughs> they bark. And uh, what about Steven? Do I need to let him know to shut up? <laughs> just, just, just tell him to put some pants on and keep his yelling to a minimum. <laughs> okay, I can do that. <laughs> no, nah, at, at some point, I'm going to... Uh, tag him in too so but i'm i'm gonna start off like this and say um phoebe buffet face how are you um i'm definitely regina phalange today <laughs> uh this is one of my good friends uh lauren jones has joined us for the podcast today um is this your first podcast experience? It is. Thank you for asking me to do this. It's super cool. I'm popping your cherry. You are. Take that, Stephen. Listen, I'm honored. Take <laughs> that. Anybody, it would be you. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? How are you guys? We're uh, we're good. We unfortunately uh, both got the the COVID, so that was a bummer. But we're getting better every day. It was a rough couple of weeks, but every day is just getting better and better. So we definitely got the lighter end of things, and we're grateful for that for sure. Good. Um, now, yeah, how are you doing? W- hold on, we're gonna get to me in a second. Oh, but okay. <laughs> uh, were you guys the people that said it was a joke and a hoax in the beginning? Or I'm not. I'm not saying that you are. I'm just asking. <laughs> no, but um, I was. I did make jokes in the beginning saying like, oh, we needed a new plague and uh, we, boy, we got it. <laughs> so that was probably karma coming back to me for making that joke. <laughs> Unfortunately, I probably shouldn't have joked about it, but you know, I digress. Now, um, you guys, uh, you, you experienced the, the, the gamut, the worst end of it, or you guys had uh, like minor uh, effects? Well, uh Compared to uh, what other people have experienced, we were definitely minor. Um, the worst of it for me was I had a fever for about four days, and it was it was definitely like shortness of breath, just like walking between like the kitchen and the bedroom. So that was a little bit scary. But um, I, I never had to go to the hospital. I never couldn't breathe. It was just kind of having to take it easy, and I slept a lot. So the worst for Steven has been he he couldn't taste or smell and that's it's still now barely barely coming back. So that's been frustrating for him as a as a foodie. <laughs> Listen, I, I if I can't taste something, it drives me insane. And <laughs> it was around when everybody was talking about COVID and I lost my sense um my taste and I'm like, Do I got the COVID? But I didn't know because I was like <laughs> Legit, I was eating something with hot sauce, and if you don't know me, I put hot sauce... I put that shit on everything, like the commercial says. <laughs> right. And I couldn't taste it, and I was like, well, that's different. And I, I, I was like, I brushed it off. And then the next day, I'm like, why st- Why can't I taste anything still? Yeah. And that, that was like the extent of it, but it, that sucked for me not being able to taste food, so I could imagine... <laughs> what he went through because that was that was like uh, my worst nightmare yeah honestly it's gotten to a point where he's so frustrated that he's like i guess i'll have an apple for dinner <laughs> <laughs> so uh but if that's the worst of it then i'm i'm grateful you know yeah i i hear you um what if you were in a position uh with going back to work and things like that are you more concerned about you or others as you return back to work or both of you guys well so for me personally uh, I am back at work Um, I've been back at work for a couple of weeks now and initially I it was definitely concerned for everybody else because I felt better but it was to a point where it's like I don't know how long this is contagious I don't think really anybody kind of has a complete grasp on everything that this virus has uh to go with so it was 
it was scary for everyone else that I was around, but um, the scariest part for me is the woman um, who I adore. Her name's Tanika. I love her. I share an office with her, and she's expecting. Mm. And so that was kind of the moment where it was like I had to tell her initially when I got into work that, you know, I, I love you, and it's not you. It's me. So anytime you come into this office, if I leave immediately, <laughs> I want you to know that it's not you. You didn't do anything wrong. I'm not mad at you. I'm just trying to protect you and, of course, your baby. So um, that was probably the the biggest worry for me. I work in a big warehouse, so thankfully I have the opportunity to distance myself from my coworkers a lot. Mm. But anytime it comes to doing a little bit of office work, I just tried to make sure I was in there by myself. <laughs> now, would you say, uh, if you, I'm going to put you in a hypothetical situation just to see okay. where you are. Okay. If you're if you were a teacher or a parent, what would be your stance in regards to September? Uh, let me get the teacher take first and then the parent take second. So if you're a teacher and September's rolling around, what are you what are you what are, what are you doing? Um panicking. <laughs> uh, I think that's the best word. Um because we, we just, I think, as a whole, have been really irresponsible with uh, the severity of COVID. Yeah. And um, a part of that responsibility comes from the actions of the people. And uh, you don't know what people are doing at home. You don't know what people are doing when they're um, not being watched. And, and especially with, with kids as a teacher... With students, you can't count on them to wear their masks. And, and I fully anticipate that it's going to become a thing of, you know, boys stealing the girls' masks and not being a big joke and all this kind of stuff. And um, from a teacher standpoint, that's certainly something that I wouldn't want to have to additionally monitor as well as, like, kids being on their phones when they're supposed to be alerting. And now we have the added... You know, as everyone wearing their masks, is everyone doing everything appropriately? You can't um, get a Delta. Is an art teacher in high school, and they're going back in September. This is in New Mexico. They're going back in September, and she's going to have the additional time of having to sanitize all of the art supplies between every single class, which is going to take so much time away from learning. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah, she's not excited. <laughs> yeah, but you can't. You can't keep. Uh, you can't make adults wear masks and. I, I I saw a meme that I laughed at and I shared it with my wife that said you're gonna send your school your son to school with a Paw Patrol mask and he's gonna come back home with a Spider Man mask and that's where things are gonna go haywire. Exactly, <laughs> it's exactly it. It's like kids are test they test boundaries. That's what they do, you know. And when you're when it's 15 kids against one teacher or educator or whatever. Things like that are going to happen, and you, I just don't know how. I don't know how we can expect everything to go the way that they've planned, or the way that they're envisioning uh, romantically that this will go, <laughs> <laughs> because it's just not realistic. And as so. a parent now, if you're a parent, are you uh, holding back sending your your kid in September? Or are you hoping for the hybrid? Uh, we can do some in school and some online. Uh, if I were a parent, I would be learning to homeschool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, um, I wouldn't want to do, I mean, I'm sure hypothetically if I were a parent and I had children that had gone to school, I'm sure they'd be very excited to go back, especially because the quarantine has felt so long and kids have already been out of school and away from their friends and teachers that they've built strong relationships with for however many years um i just don't think it's 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 responsible yeah i'm uh i'm right there with you and just not really knowing like part of you is like oh well it's you you can't keep the kid in, in the house like because they the kids don't know what's happening like right you try to explain well People aren't feeling well. That's why things are closed. That's why we got to wear masks. But 
they don't care nothing about that. They're like, well, why can't I play? Like, why can't I go outside? Why can't I go to the park? And it's just trying to take that, uh, those measures because everything here is uncharted territory. And you, we don't know what's going to happen. It's so unpredictable. Yeah. And part of you, you know, you're like, well, if the CDC is saying you're going to have these standards in place, I trust you. But then again, I don't trust you enough because, I don't, like you said, I don't know what you're doing in your house. Right. And I don't know what other people are doing in their house. And if I'm a teacher, I'm definitely asking if I can either sabbatical or something because... Yeah. I can control what I do in my house. I know how I, but I'm around your kids and I don't know what you guys do. Yeah, right. that's not going to work for me. No. And, and you know, the projections as far as the CDC goes, like I respect the hell out of everything that they say and they're doing. And, but these projections have all been wrong. Every so, single one. Right. And so it's one of those things where it's like, I'm going to wear my mask. I'm going to take the precautions. I understand all of that. Yes. But stop putting an end date on this because all you're doing is giving everyone hope and making us so much more antsy when it doesn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's just take it day by day. We're all in this together and just do our part to make it stop. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Literally. Just like, can you please just make it just make it stop. Um, Just please make it stop. (laughs) I, I laugh and not in a bad way, but no, it is a bad way. I laugh at the people that like uh, the the one guy McCain or whatever his name is that uh, who died, and he was one of the biggest voices uh, saying, "Oh well, this is a hoax and all this other stuff." And yep. it's like, "Oh well, look what happened there." If yep. that's not that's irony true. biting you in the ass, <laughs> yeah. And that, I mean, and part of me, I things like that happen and I think surely this is going to be a wake-up call for all the other anti-maskers and and everybody who's saying that this is a hoax this this has to be a wake-up call and then it's not (laughs) and I don't get it yeah people are uh people are stupid but exactly (laughs) they're proving it more and more every day yeah you just can't be trusted with any form of intelligence at all absolutely not I recently trust a doctor far and away more than I'm going to trust any politician. That's just uh, just common sense to me. Apparently, that doesn't make sense to everyone else, but that's where I'm at. (laughs) Oh, man. But I had you, I have you up here, not had, because you're still here, and I'm using the present (laughs) tense. Don't get rid of me yet. No, absolutely not. You're here forever, and that's just that. Um, I have you up here because you put a post up that sparked something inside of me. <laughs> yes. You said you, for people to comment, and if guys, I tell you this now, if you're not um, a fan or have watched an, an episode of Friends, this podcast is probably not going to be for you. Move along. Yeah, just <laughs> stop it now and come back at a little time. Because spoiler alerts. <laughs> yeah, all over the place. <laughs> Um, you you posted something that said, "Add a dot, and I will tell you which character from Friends you remind me of most." Yes. yes. I proceeded to get put a dot, and you said Joey, and I asked yes. you to explain because I was like Joey. Yes. But I loved how you how you phrased it because you said he was very caring. Yes. Okay. Yes, I mean he's he's got the biggest heart I think of all of them. All right, so now you're gonna take me someplace else. How would you go through each person? Like, let, let's hear your your take on each character, and then we can see where where that takes us. But okay, you think he has the biggest heart? Yes. What about? We'll do the roommates, Chandler. Oh my gosh. Okay, so Chandler is the perfect balance of. <laughs> He's the perfect balance of insecure okay and oh god I adore him so much so it's hard to say that he doesn't have the biggest heart but he is insecure right a little bit he is that's why he uses that his humor so much because he he doesn't know what else to do <laughs> um but he's the perfect balance of insecure and romantic okay and 
the way he is with Monica as their relationship progresses is is really beautiful to watch because he matures a little bit, but he doesn't lose his humor. We're gonna get into that a little bit later. I'm gonna put a pen in that. <laughs> okay. Because we're gonna tell tell Stephen if he wants to jump in this conversation, he's more than welcome to chime in. I don't. I don't want to s- scream. It's all right. I'm gonna turn my head away. Hold on a second. So sorry if you're listening. It's fine. Right They're used to this. Steven, come here. He's playing Call of Duty, so it might be a second. <laughs> oh, well, tell him whenever he gets a second, because I'm... Okay. Yeah. All right. All right, so let's do Monica now. Monica is uh, neurotic. Everyone knows that. Um, and she has this such a maturity and a maternal instinct about her. She's very, very motherly to all the other friends. Yes. She's the mama. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you there. Okay. Yeah. Rachel? Oh, Rachel, the princess. Um, <laughs> she's she's a difficult one because I, I love her and I, I'm sure we're going to get deep into this oh no uh, we are oh, i'm i'm doing a light i'm doing a light serve up because you know what's coming okay um can i cuss is that okay go right ahead great okay uh rachel i love her she's a princess but she's an asshole <laughs> you know and but the thing is is her her thoughtfulness is she's she's more in the sentimental realm of of everything you okay. know she she, she, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about it later, but she holds on. There's an argument between her and Ross about her not keeping gifts, but she holds on to things that matter, mm-hmm. things that have sentimental value to her. And it's not going to make sense to everyone else, but it makes sense to her. And it means something to her. And that's what that's what's important. And I think that that kind of brought her away from her materialistic background a little bit. So that was that's cool to see. But she is an asshole. Okay. <laughs> Phoebe? Phoebe is my favorite. Phoebe is so just floopy and free and she's got a she's rough around the edges and I love that. I love her so much. She's the best. Ross. Oh. <laughs> Ross. Here's okay, here's the thing. I don't want to, I guess I shouldn't dive too deep into the actors versus the character because David Schwimmer is such a good actor because he did a great job of making everyone hate Ross. (laughs) (laughs) Truly. That's, I I mean, Ross, he is, he's so lovesick and he's such a hopeless romantic, but at the same time, like he's such a dick. (laughs) God, he's such a dick. And he's so controlling and obsessive. And it's, uh, yeah, he's difficult for me. <laughs> All right. That's not a problem because we're going to get into We're going to get into this. We're not doing a yes. deep dive. But I just wanted to get your take on all of the characters. Um, yeah. I have a shirt that says, flirt like Joey, dress like Rachel, clean like Monica, live like Phoebe, care like Ross. And joke like Chandler. Yes, absolutely. Probably one That's of the better pretty, shirts that I own. I did pretty okay then, right? <laughs> no, 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 no. This, I wasn't saying it as a comparison. I was just saying, like, I wanted to get how you felt about them. Um, I wanted to get how you felt about them because I'm like, all right, my shirt, I don't, I don't know how they got this specific thing. I guess this is just one person's take on it. Sure, sure. Um, but I mean, it's, it, it makes sense. I get it. It your post then jarred in me a question, or no more so a thought. <laughs> and boy, was it a thought. Okay. And I said, when you guys <laughs> are ready to have the conversation, we're gonna discuss how toxic Rachel was to Ross. But only when yes. you're ready to have the conversation. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm ready to uh, tell you how wrong you are. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Now, before we before we dive in, I want to make it clear that we are talking from season one to season ten. Yes. Okay. Good. Because <laughs> I got a lot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I. Because uh, when we when we were talking on the post, it kind of got specific to the we were on a break scenario. Mm-hmm. And. There's so much more beyond that that happens that no one was acknowledging, <laughs> and that was so frustrating. <laughs> let's let's start with the the. All right, so my reasoning for saying that uh, Rachel was toxic to Ross because I was putting it in the span of season one to six. Okay. There were three separate occasions where she broke up Ross's relationships. I'm going to say a little selfishly because of her own dealings, what she was dealing with. Sure. Just in seasons one through six, if we keep it in that time frame. Okay. So one through six, you got Emily. And yeah, spoiler alert for anybody who's never watched one episode. Sorry. <laughs> but you got Emily. It's been 20 years, so they should know. Anyway. Yeah, HBO Max. If Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes. Emily. Or, or TBS. They, they run them every day on TBS. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Marathons. You're good. Emily was the first one. She didn't know yeah. Ross was into her. They went high school, college, all that other stuff, all that history. Never knew that Ross liked her. Chandler spills the beans about it while Ross is away. She goes to meet Ross. He's come. He comes back with Emily because he has no idea Rachel's coming to meet him. He comes back with Emily. Oh, you mean Julie? At the airport. Julie, Brian? Julie, yes. Yeah, yeah, Julie. Okay, yep. Yeah, see, same, say, Emily, it's Julie. All right, I got it. Right. Um, yeah, so he comes back with Julie, but this is when Rachel first realizes that he has feelings for her. Right. She tells him in a drunken rage. <laughs> yeah. That she's over him and that she doesn't right. have feelings for him anymore, which could be a little selfish if you're looking at it. Sure. Because if... If I never even told you that I was into you, why are you telling me that you're over me? Right. Hmm. Okay, sure. Sure. Okay. That's instance one. <laughs> yes. Instance two with Emily. Who she put together with Ross. Ross gets she, engaged. She did give him the tickets to the opera, which is how they met. Yes. Y- y- yeah. He gets engaged, invites her to the wedding, and she's like, no, I don't want to go because she's going back and forth with her feelings. Right. If, if, at any point, do you want to interject and talk about the infamous break? Well, <laughs> well, to, to speak on, on the wedding part, um, Stephen and I, Stephen's here now, by the way. Um, Stephen and I just watched that episode and he, Ross guilted her, guilted Rachel so hard for deciding not to go to that wedding. Because he was saying, you're my friend. How could you not be there as my friend? Correct. So her showing up last minute and saying, congratulations she didn't say I love you don't get married that's what she wanted to do but she didn't she just showed up and said congratulations and gave her friend a hug and supported him at his wedding and then I'll let you take it from there he (laughs) (laughs) she hugged him it took him by surprise because the last conversation he had with her she was adamant about not showing up she wasn't going So, as I would be, complete surprise to see you on my wedding day when the last I spoke to you, you weren't coming. Okay. So, yeah, now my mind's cloudy and I say the wrong name at the altar. 
anger because you're still in love with your ex-girlfriend and seeing her there just brought back all of those feelings and you shouldn't have been getting married to someone else in the first place we're, we're not disagreeing that uh ross jumped into that <laughs> engagement okay good. We're, not, we're not disagreeing okay that's the second instance sure now we have bonnie yes oh adventurous bonnie adventurous bonnie yes total smoke show if you if we're Gorgeous. keeping it honest Oh God, stunning! You, you get him drunk. Mm-hmm. You start flirting with him and wanting to paint toenails and all this other stuff. Uh huh. And then you convince his current girlfriend, Rachel. You convince his current girlfriend, hey, why don't you go bald? And you, in fact, give her a razor to shave her head. <laughs> Yeah, that's shitty. I'm not. I'm not debating that giving her the razor and encouraging her to shave her head. That if that was shitty. But Bonnie did say, "I'm thinking about shaving it again." So she started it. That's so she semantics. Was bald and mentioned that she was considering going bald again, and then Rachel just encouraged. You know, not nudged her a little bit. I know? think she violently shoved her into shaving her head. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. That was shitty. I'm not denying that it, doing that was shitty. But the fact that Ross was less attracted to her enough to break up with her because she was bald probably is a sign that he wasn't that into her anyway. You would have left me at the altar if I would have shaved my head before our wedding. <laughs> and you know it. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> That's not true. It would have been a surprise if at the altar you were bald you're because you have longer hair than me. I do. You're only with me for my long hair. <laughs> <laughs> It would have been a surprise for sure, but I wouldn't have like ran away, like like Rachel did with her first marriage. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> okay, uh, as a person who has been formally married to the wrong person, I get it. All right, all right, all right. We, we, she was smart enough to leave before she got married. <laughs> we won't we won't focus on all of her her terrible attributes. All right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but. In that same episode where she breaks Ross and his girlfriend up for the third time, mm-hmm. third different situation, she writes him a letter where she wants him to take accountability for, and I guess this is this is where you just get everything off your chest. She wanted him to take responsibility for them going on a break. Okay. And let me ask you before we before we go into this, I'm going to I'm going to say very playful back and forth that may get a little heated. (laughs) Do you think all of the responsibility fell on Ross? No. Okay. All right. So let the record show here before we dive into it. I'll do my thing also. Good. Ross and Rachel are both shitty. Okay. I agree with you. They both handled their relationship together and apart really really poorly and you know obviously when emotions we we've all we've all been there right when emotions take place you kind of don't act the way maybe you should have in retrospect and that i understand but in the instance of ross and rachel who was shittier to who i i gotta say that ross was way shittier to rachel explain if you think about it the whole reason that she initiated that break in the first place was because ross could not let go of his insecurity and his obsession about her fictitious relationship with mark stop right there going on hold on okay go ahead hold on she she never once addressed his actual feelings that Mark was a threat. She never once addressed that. She always dismissed it as him being jealous. Sure. Okay, that's fair. Not um, one time did she like, hey, Ross, let's talk about this. It was always like, oh, this again? But she never once took into account what he was like... He was basically saying, hey, I'm a guy. This guy 
is trying to get in with you. How do I know that? Oh, because I'm a guy. But was he trying to get in with her? Absolutely. Absolutely. No, look. He he had a girlfriend when he was working at Bloomingdale's that he was very affectionate with publicly in front of Rachel at work. So I don't understand. Like, he overheard her complaining about her job at at the diner where Monica works. And he overheard what she was upset about. He had a comparison story with his own work and just happened to know of a position that would be opening up at Bloomingdale's and asked her if she was interested. How does that make him want to sleep with her? What guy? If, 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 I, if, I, could, if I could for a second, how many characters and friends are in relationships with people also in love with somebody else in the same show? I mean, sure, that's so, fine, so, but we don't know who Mark is. Oh, I understand that, but <laughs> if it's one of those things where it's like, well, why? how could he be in love with Rachel because he had a girlfriend? That That's irrelevant, because almost everyone in the show is in a relationship with somebody and loves somebody else at some point. I agree with that, actually, true. yeah. That's just Ross and Rachel, that's not true. Well, no. Well, well, Joey, Joey's in a boat by itself, so we can't even... Phoebe with the two, uh, the firefighter and the, uh, the and artist. She was openly dating both of them. No, she wasn't. She was. They she was playing the field. They didn't know about it. So what? They weren't getting married. It was one, like one or two dates. That was one episode. Mark and his girlfriend weren't getting married either. You don't know that. I do because they broke up. <laughs> <laughs> Gets her the job, yeah. Which no, no one, no guy just does out of the kindness of his heart. There's an ulterior motive somewhere, which is what Chandler and Joe, Joey were no trying to tell him. Way. There's no way. I'm, I'm gonna tell you as a guy, I would be very hard pressed to see any guy talk to a female that's not a mutual friend. Like if it's not a friend that you and your husband or boyfriend both share. I think it's very interesting that a female has a guy friend that they don't, they can't see that he's trying to somehow talk to them or be the work boyfriend. Mm, uh, I don't know. Okay. All right. I don't know about that, but okay. I think that's a little bit of a reach. However, you're, I think him just being kind, trying to get her the job, I can see that. I'm with that. But you can't tell me that. He wasn't loving Rachel, or he wasn't in, uh, trying to get involved with Rachel when, what, a couple episodes later, he tells her, like, you know, that he wants to date her and shit. Like, what, are those feelings just come out of nowhere? I mean, like, this is he's my... been wanting to get with Rachel, Mark has. But I, I don't disagree with Lauren saying that, like, maybe he, I mean, you know, even in this world nowadays, you know, everyone needs a job. Anyone needs help at their job. If I hear someone bitching about, like, God, I hate my job, but I sure do like to cut meat. I, if it's a girl or a guy, I would say, hey, I got you a job, you know, or whatever. So that's, I mean, I'm in there with both of you. However, I still agree that oh, Mark totally wanted Rachel and it's apparent. I, I'm I'm putting a little extra sauce on it, saying that he probably had an ulterior <laughs> motor from the beginning. But my I mean, she's, a, she's a beautiful woman. That's undeniable. Yeah. So, right. When he offered the job at the diner, maybe he was really just tr- trying to be kind. Hey, you need a job. I got you a job. It was the other stuff. Answering her job phone, like coming and like, it was that stuff that was like, Taking all her right. Lunch to prep her for the interview and, and that kind of stuff. I'm going to ask you as a female, would you, would you not see those signs as a guy trying to uh, passively flirt with you? I would probably pick up on okay this guy is probably flirting with me um then again I, I don't look like Jennifer Anderson so <laughs> um but I I do think um I probably would pick up on the okay he's flirting with me but as long as you're not reciprocating in that and and flirting back and giving some kind of false hope to the person if you know for my particular instance, you know, I'm married. So if someone wants to be overtly flirtatious with me that I don't really know, and I, I would probably just not be super flirtatious in return to maybe 
give the signal to that person like hey I, I, I'm with somebody or, or talk about Steven a lot, you know? Hey, this is a perfect analogy with the three of us, the literal three of us, <laughs> because th- we have a very playful relationship, yes. right? Yes. You and I, we, we have a playful relationship. Me and Steven have a playful relationship where he says, yeah, stop trying to talk to my woman. If he ever <laughs> felt like, bro, no, seriously, for real stop trying to like i would be like okay back up here yeah but because he's in a space where it's like oh no this is like this guy doesn't have any bad intentions we're all good he can he can rest easy with us having a playful relationship because he's like oh no this guy's not really trying to get my wife exactly mark mark's standpoint he doesn't know any there's no established relationship between Mark and Ross. But this Ross is what I, doesn't know who this guy is. And that's why I semi-blame Rachel for not addressing his, hey, Mark's a threat. So when Ross keeps saying, hey, this Mark guy, what's the deal? Or is this about Mark? Or blah, 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 blah. You right. never you never address the fact that I'm threatened by this guy. from um, from a woman's standpoint because if Stephen were continuously bringing something up I would in- immediately be like this is a problem and we need to talk about it you know usually the, the roles are reversed a little bit where you know if I kept bringing something up Stephen would kind of in this scenario Stephen would just kind of blow it off let it go make jokes about it whereas if he continuously brings something up, I'm immediately going to be like, we need to have a conversation. We need to talk about this. So it is strange that Rachel never kind of said like, Hey man, does this really bother you? Is it really that big a deal? You know? And, and why is it that big a deal? What are you so upset about? Okay. So like moving this train along on, on the actual break itself. When, where am I going? When Ross, uh, once, when he wants to spend time with her because she's working a lot and he granted she told him not to show up she told him she was overworked but it was their anniversary and he just wanted to spend time with her sure is he not allowed to want to spend time with his girlfriend on their anniversary he he absolutely is that is um yeah, I think that's kind of a given that it is their anniversary. It was important to both of them, I think. Um, from her perspective, you know, she mentions this is the first time I'm doing something that I love. This is the first time I'm doing something that I'm good at. And with that, in her trying to continue to earn her position in fashion, you, sometimes you got to work hard. And sometimes that does come with missing anniversaries or birthdays and there would have been no harm in either of them just saying like you know what you're crazy busy at work you're completely overworked I understand that can we celebrate our anniversary tomorrow night or whatever like I don't understand what the big ho-hum would have been about just Ross saying I see you are visibly very busy. You told me not to come down to your office and I'm going to respect you and your and your career as a person and your wishes that I give you some space right now so you can get your work done. Why don't we do a nice dinner tomorrow night or whatever night works for you? I, I, I'm I'm with you. I'm rolling with you. All all of that. I'm rolling with you. Okay. My issue as as a guy and as Ross's uh, attorney in this, in this <laughs> you can't do that and then let Mark answer your desk phone. Like if you're telling me I don't have a, I don't have nothing to worry about, and now the guy's answering your desk phone. I come up like I surprise you at work, and he's I overhear, but I hear him talking to someone, and I I'm thinking he's talking to you. Like you don't even do me the justice of clarifying. Hey. Yeah, he just so happened to walk over here, blah, 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 blah. So now I'm I'm just compiling stuff in my head about you and this guy. Sure. However, Mark wasn't even working there. For that's, anniversary. that's even more. 
that's even more of a slap in the face because you told me this guy doesn't work here anymore. He doesn't work there anymore. <laughs> that's fact. He wasn't even at the office. On We're talking about the anniversary dinner. He wasn't even at the office. And they don't even work together anymore. And Ross is still freaking out about it. All right. So she he, he ruins her, her day. She tells him to leave. She comes home angry and basically tells him she wants a break because he's doing too much. He asks if it's about Mark, and then she goes into a tirade about, oh, I can't believe you're still on this. Still on it? You never addressed it. Yeah. Yeah, instead of maybe getting angry, maybe... And I, let me just... Let me go ahead and say, you know, I'm not here, you know, I'm not here to, you know, take any time away from anybody. I do want to say, I don't think... I think that Rachel is shitty. I don't think that Ross is shitty. I think he's fucking stupid. <laughs> I think he's not a smart man. I think he's an idiot. I th- and I know you guys would get into this, but when the whole 18-page thing comes around and he just blows that, then he blows everything. I mean, he's, he's I think he's silly. He's stupid. Piece of shit? No. He's one of the most wholesome characters on the show. Um, he, he, yeah. A whole, yeah. Don't give me that look. Don't, don't give me that face. He is one of the most wholesome on the show. He tries to do what he can for other people before himself in a lot of situations more than a lot of people on the show maybe less maybe a little bit less than Monica but Monica's just the least attractive but anyway but moving on uh, <laughs> but I think but I think that like instead of getting angry because obviously his feelings are hurt because he feels that she doesn't want to spend time with him on his anniversary maybe instead of getting angry talk to him about why he feels this way about Mark instead of just again what you just said which was you know we're still on this we're still on it for a reason because it bothers him yeah okay but let's put ourselves in the exact scenario right she had an incredibly stressful and long probably week she'd been overworked for a long time right so she is completely overworked totally stressed out angry already by him showing up and like setting her plant on fire on accident and just like making a scene in her office and she just really needed that time to get work done so i can't really fault her for coming home and being angry she's stressed out she's tired she's overworked and she's mad and ross is expecting an apology from her uh-uh. Well, yeah, that, that part was. That I don't agree with. Yeah, like, that I part I didn't agree with either. Apologize to him. No, but you know, yeah, I don't. I don't Sorry. Know. So, but all right. No. So the infamous phrase. Wait, no. Let me ask you this: Do you think she initiated the break? Yes. Okay, because I agree with you there. Her telling him we need to take a break, and him saying, "Yeah, let's just go grab something to eat, clear our heads," and she's saying, "No." from us and my so when you when someone says to you we need to take a break what does that mean to you to me that means you and i just need to get a little distance just clear our heads he was on the right track with like let's clear our heads let's take a take a breather i think she meant that for the relationship in that they just needed to not have the pressure of seeing each other all the time you know going to like she just needed a breather from their relationship as far as the expectation of of seeing each other talking to each other all the time like she just needed a few days to not talk about that for a second (laughs) to kind of collect herself figure out how she was feeling about everything and then they should have been able to come together and have a decision on whether they wanted to continue their relationship or if they wanted to end it. Steven, I'm going to ask you a question. As a guy, what's the difference between we need time apart and we're on a break? <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was coming. Uh, I don't know. I've never, any time that I've ever heard a girl tell me, like, we need to take a break, which has only happened maybe a few times in my life. Uh, hush. The only time I've ever heard a, a female say, we need to take a break, um, it usually just ended up with us not talking for five days and we break up. Three or five days. 
Um, as far as Lauren, what you communicated, that could have been in Rachel's head, and I'm with you. Mm-hmm. But she sure didn't do a great job telling him telling him about it. No. He walked out. Hold on. You can argue that he walked out, but you know, just saying we need to take a break, <clears throat> you know, that doesn't do anything. If you explain what you just said, <clears throat> you know, this is why, you know, time apart that we can come back and see. You know, that way you know that, like, okay, because again. Ross is stupid. He's going to think that, you know, we're on a break and just think like, oh, we're just, oh, we're just breaking up. Like, that's just the what, what, what's, what's happening. That's not all, you know, that's, that's not all that it was. Um, to answer your question, time apart and on a break, I mean, if I'm going on a break, that means I'm, I'm a free man for a couple of days oh. until we, yeah. until we're able to, so you just admitted that it was a hall pass of being oh, on a break. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's what I would think. Okay. And that's... You would would think if I were to say we need to take a break? No. But we'll talk about that later, I guess. (laughs) 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 Well, well, what we're seeing here is how guys view a break and how guys view time apart are two different things. And the same for, for women. Lauren's thinking break is time apart. And a guy's mind, break means oh you're leaving, and this is like we're we're not doing this. It's 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 different. Like I can understand Ross getting upset by that. You telling me we're taking a break means you just dumped me. Like versus you saying I think we need time just to like get ourselves together. Now I'm like okay, I'm on board. And I have wondered how much gender is going to play into this because. It, by happenstance, and well, and on that post, it seems like the guys were really coming defense, coming on the defense for Ross, and the girls were on Rachel's side. And so I, I have to wonder how much uh, gender kind of plays I mean, into that's, that. That's usually anyway. how it's going to go. You're absolutely right. That's usually how it would probably go. But you know, I was talking to Lauren about this the other day. I said, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not the hugest, the biggest Friends fan. However. I mean, what a genius part of this show and the dialogue that we're still talking, still talking about it, you know, 20 years later. And it probably wasn't even, like, like planned. Like, they didn't plan that we would talk about this. They, they didn't plan that there would be this big rivalry between, you know, who was right, who was in the wrong, and things like that. You know, I think that's the genius of the show, you know. Very, very good. Very good analysis of this. And I, 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 do, I do like it. I agree with you. The genius of it being them playing on that we were on a break for the remainder of the show. Like, because that was exactly. a, that was a theme throughout the rest of the show. Like it came up and like, it, it was a comedic point. It was sometimes a point of like, Oh, like a heartfelt moment. But Lauren, you mentioned Ross sleeping with someone while they were on a break. Yes. This is the big thing. Yeah. That's where things start to get, even on the show, and then having this conversation of the show, this is where it gets cloudy. Yes. Because yes, he slept with someone. Yeah. That's a fact. We can't we can't yes. take that away. He it slept with someone. Right. But in his mind, he thought they were on a break, which as we just explained, for guys, that means you're we're not together anymore. Right. So me sleeping with somebody is not me saying, "Oh, this is still my girlfriend. You told me we were on a break. I call you in the club, and it, you, same guy that I had an issue with, answers your phone. So yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent thinking we're broken up. Cause the guy that I just left your house, you told me why are we even talking about him, and the way they wrote that was just genius. But yeah, the guy that I asked you. If this was a problem, 
is answering your phone at home after you know you said we you were gonna work things out with me like huh what <laughs> what did we talk about the other day like uh, you know she calls him he calls her and she says listen I don't want you to come over and he's trying to be this the, is Mark 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 yes excuse me yeah Mark calls Rachel Rachel says oh, listen I don't need anyone I don't want you to come over oh I'm gonna come over with Chinese food okay and your argument Lauren is she didn't want him to come over but he came over anyway she couldn't do it she couldn't do anything about that correct well she could have but go ahead but my thing is my thing is um if she really didn't want him over she wouldn't have let him in the house yes I you know? agree and that's with anything and we had a discussion about like you know have you ever just felt uh you know things weren't going your way you were sad you were messed up you told someone they didn't want to come over and they came over anyway you let them in and you said you've ne- I, either of us you asked me specifically if I've ever done that and tried to have sex with a woman yeah and I said no I haven't but why use that example if Rachel wasn't trying to have sex with Mark mm. my point here was you're twisting it I'm not twisting it your go favor ahead. go ahead <laughs> go ahead her to be home right he was expecting to leave a message because it was supposed to be their anniversary dinner right he wasn't expecting her to be home he talks to her for a second he hears in her voice obviously but something is wrong he asks her about it and basically insists that he's going to come over with chinese food because he wants to do her she says you know no no that's okay i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine well he shows up Anyway, she has just experienced heartbreak, you know, a a facet of heartbreak. And you're telling me that you are heartbroken, crying in your home by yourself. Somebody shows up at your doorstep with Chinese food saying, let's talk it out. You're going to close the door in their face. You're feeling vulnerable and upset and... Sometimes you do just need somebody to talk to. And I'm, to me, it's like she, in her brain, never thought of Mark as like, this is a person I want to date or have sex with. So to her, it was, this is a friend who's coming to talk about my breakup with me. Not, this is somebody who is coming over here with weird intentions that wants to fuck me. No, in her brain, she's going, here's a friend on my doorstep with Chinese food that wants to talk about what's going on with me and that's comforting no I, argument i hear no you for me on that neither but, neither i agree with you it's the, it's the guy that her boyfriend has a problem with that's she's my beef thinking about that so why isn't she thinking about her boyfriend no she is that's all she's thinking about but she just needs somebody to talk to and it just happened to be mark that showed up here's my issue with that I don't have any arguments with what you said my only thing is if mark knows it's my our anniversary and I'm in a and I'm in a bad spot. You call me and I'm in a bad spot because I got into a fight on my anniversary. Why then would I ask to come to your house with Chinese food on your anniversary? We the same same way uh Ross could have been like, "Oh, well, we can put a pen in this and talk about this later." Mark could have made that offer to her for the next day. I get it. She was in a vulnerable state and yeah, I'm going to bring food to you regardless. There were times um me and my wife when we were dating she would tell me, oh, I, I don't want to, um, I think we should just uh, take a break. And I would show up at her house like, what are you, what are you talking about? No, nah, we're going to talk about this right now. Like, but that was because we were dating. Not, I was trying, was, she wasn't in a relationship and I was trying to slide my way in because we, every, Mark's actions, are, we can always only put speculation on it because of the writing, right? We, we, we're here just speculating on his stance looking at it with a different perspective but for me it's like that could have waited another time like you you called her you heard she wasn't doing the best it's her anniversary why are you pressing the issue to get over to her house okay that's fair Corey, can you also agree that ross shouldn't have left the apartment yes yes i i I, yes you hit the nail on the head when you said no no no, we're going to talk about this because she may not want to talk right now, but if you're suggesting 
to go on a break, I'm going to do what I can to, and, I, and if I've tried everything and you, I can't change your mind, then I get it. I'll leave you alone, give you some space. Right. However, talking about it right there will probably fix 90% of what's bothering both of you, you know? A hundred percent agree with you. Like me, that's me. If you initiate a break with me, yeah, I'm going to show up to your doorstep and try to figure out what the heck is going on so we can talk about it. If we, if we've, (laughs) if we talked about it and we still can't reach a, a, a decision or amicable something, then yeah, I'm going to be like, okay, I'll I'll try again tomorrow. But if, yeah. But that was the first. That was the first six seasons wrapped up in fifty something minutes. <laughs> but yeah, and the the rest of the se- the rest of the season, you were mentioning that like just both of them being terrible human beings to each other. points with Ross for me stand out a lot more. Okay. Um, you know, you have to think about um, he tried to date Rachel's sister. Like, are you fucking crazy? But again, I don't think that's shitty. I think he's just stupid. Like, if he's being shitty, he doesn't know he is. He, like, that's what, That's the genius of Ross's character. He's just stupid. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Because when he was trying to flirt with the pizza girl, that was a horrible display of flirting. (laughs) But, but even in that, Rachel got the number for him. Like, so they were. Exactly, she goes to bat for him all the time. But it's still. Most of the time, she's going to bat for him. She's trying to help her own motives. No. Why would she get him a random girl's number? No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. That instance, not that instance. I'm with you. I'm with you there, but when he's when he's when he's trying when she's trying to bat for Ross with um, trying to just back him up, it's usually to try to help her motives. Not that instance. So you are correct. I'm yeah. with you. She got she got him the number. And then you know there's there's the the point where Ross is dating Elizabeth, and Rachel dates Elizabeth's father. And somebody was trying to say like, well, that was shitty of her to date. Ross's girlfriend's father the entire time they were dating she was talking Ross up to the dad so that the dad would like Ross as his daughter's girlfriend she worked really hard to point out all of the really great points about Ross to make that relationship easier for him except for except for when he said oh now we're talking about how much we hate Ross and she goes oh I got a bunch of those too so that really wasn't (laughs) that is true that is true I did yeah but that's because Ross is the worst. I, I, I think throughout and then the. There's Mona. Oh God. Yeah, that was yeah. Not cute for Ross. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get my ex girlfriend pregnant, and then I'm gonna move her into my apartment, but I'm not gonna tell my current girlfriend about it, and then I'm gonna wonder why she's so upset. Uh, Stephen. Steve was dating and hadn't slept with her yet. And Rachel tried to seduce him out the hallway. That's a fun story on Rachel's point of view, right? That was Julie against Julie. Yeah, yeah. We already talked about Julie. Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I, just, <laughs> I, I, I like to hear Rachel's fuck ups over and over again. Well, th- there was the time when she let uh, Monica be uh, her coach, and she was trying to get Ross because of his hands. Wait, what? Remember, remember when um, Chandler Monica's engagement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yes. And she was trying to steal the thunder a little bit. Yeah, oh. that's right. Cause she kissed Ross again. Ross. Again. Oh. How toxic she was for him. I I like Steven. Ross was just stupid, and that, like just certain things he didn't see that other guy like. Joey and Jenna, like, how could you not? How could you be this dumb? Yeah, I mean, I, and also, like, we just watched it the other day when Rachel tells uh, Ross that she loves that she still loves him in Central Park, and then fucking laughs at him. Yeah, she didn't laugh at him; she was laughing at herself. She's like, you don't laugh at that. Yeah, I, I just, I just heard it out loud, and then she laughs in his face. Felt so insecure with him. 
which he already is. That's true. That's true. But I will, you know what? I will say though that Ross's stupidness, I mean, by a small percentage, outweighs Rachel's shittiness by the tiniest crumb. But she's still a horrible person. Yeah. Just done. Um, this goes to show you can be book smart, but you don't know shit about the streets. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> my my last open point before we uh I let you guys go because I've really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you guys did. Oh yeah, um, absolutely. The the last toxic trait for Rachel for me is uh the red sweater when she uses Joey's uh story and then tries to make it <laughs> seem like Ross came on to her. Yeah, okay. That was she she really did try to make Ross look bad in that instance. Uh, but I mean, I think honestly, I think she is embarrassed at the thought that she enjoys having sex with Ross because he sucks so much. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> so she doesn't want everybody to think that she would have come on to him, but she sure did. Yeah. That's, but I gotta, I gotta bring up one last point, Ross and Rachel get married in Vegas and Ross tells Rachel oh yeah I got the annulment we're all good and he didn't stupid he lied to her just because he wanted to save his own reputation as a guy that hadn't gotten divorced three times he would have rather just lied to Rachel and kept her married to him rather than just getting the annulment after a dumb drunken decision to get married in Vegas Uh, that 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 I mean, you can't Achoo. knock the guy. You, I, okay, all right. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you there. Uh, that was <laughs> that lacked uh, some judgment, a better judgment. <laughs> yeah, not not disagreeing with you there. Uh, okay. it, it's not too many times you'll find a black guy that can talk friends for an hour, but I've managed <laughs> to do so. We're gonna have to put you on Seinfeld next. <laughs> yeah, we'll find another thing for us three to talk about again but uh one of the things that i do on my podcast before i leave is ask people for a show that they're watching now you can do it collectively or you can do it as individuals but i like to recommend shows for people to watch um if you guys haven't friends i'm i'm just saying this is not my show but friends is on hbo max if you guys want to go back and look at what we've been talking about this entire time and join in the conversation and let us know what you think uh that's you're more than welcome to do that but what guy what are you guys watching during quarantine is your netflix broken have you finished netflix (laughs) no uh we haven't finished netflix but on netflix my my recommendation is definitely going to be big mouth oh my god yeah it's it's an animated series about um middle school kids who are going through puberty but it's um it's adult you know they they cuss and there's nudity but it's um, it's a, it's a really great show and go into it with an open mind. And I think you, you would really enjoy it. All-star cast to, uh, comedians, yeah. um, John Mulaney, John Mulaney Nick Kroll. Also the theme song is a beautiful, uh, cover of Black Sabbath's changes, but it's by Charles Bradley, wonderful African-American musician, uh, singer rather a uh, hell of a show. I, yeah, I definitely agree with big mouth and I have to throw in Seinfeld cause I mean, I think that I really think Seinfeld really um, paved the way for a lot of like like '90s sitcoms uh, that are literally about nothing because that's what the show's about. Although it's New York City and there could have been more black people in the show, which I always thought was strange. But my recommendation is definitely Seinfeld. I, I love I, I love that show. Big Mouth Seinfeld. Um, as a joke, me and my wife because we went through. Uh, because it was just on HBO Max. You're like, let's just go through Friends from season one. That's how all this is fresh in my mind. But I've seen every episode at least 10 times or more. Same. <laughs> um, all right. Before, a funny story before I do this. My first episode of Friends was Emily and Ross's wedding. That was my first episode. Good start. So when I saw that, I was like, wait, what? what's going on? Like, my aunt had to tell me, like, oh, he said the wrong person's name. And I'm like... 
wait, what? So I went back and watched it up until that point, and I was like, oh my god, this show's gold. Yeah. And yeah, I kept right. watching. But it, one of it, the things, it's really, it's it's really, uh, it's really well well uh, well written. I will say. Quote, what's your favorite episode of, of uh, Friends? Do you guys already talk about that? What's your favorite episode? All right. Um, damn. Uh, it's hard to pick. <laughs> one, the one that gets me laughing as if I've never seen it uh, is definitely uh, Thanksgiving, where uh, Rachel makes the dessert. The trifle. The trifle. That I like the other day. I watched it and I laughed so hard as if I had never seen it before. Yeah. That's one of my favorites, and also. Um, the gold bracelet. I pity the fool. I pity the fool. The <laughs> yeah, that was good. That's okay. one of mine. But what? What's you guys' favorite? Lauren, Lauren, yours is the. Mine's the one with the embryos. That's uh, where Phoebe gets pregnant with the triplets. Yes. And the guys and the girls have that competition over, right. and uh, they bet the apartment. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> Stop yeah. that now. Yeah. <laughs> that's what. That's hands down my favorite it makes me laugh and i get emotional at the end when phoebe gets pregnant and they're all celebrating and frank and alice are so happy it's great what's your favorite you know it's hard for me to pinpoint i used to joke that uh my favorite episode of friends was the last one because the show was over (laughs) but uh, but i was just doing that just to get under lauren's skin i think my i think my favorite one for real is either the thanksgiving uh the football game one. Yes. You know, they, they do the football. The Geller Cup. There you go, the Geller Cup. Or, I love the episode um, uh, where they're all, I think it might be another Thanksgiving episode, um, ironically, but the one where Brad Pitt is on it. Yep. Yeah. And he's just, his little snide comments towards <laughs> Rachel just kill me. And I think that's, and I, th- that one's probably, probably up there as well. I like that one. Yes. It's so funny because Brad and Jennifer were married at that yeah. point. Yeah. It had to be so fun for them. <laughs> also, the one where Danny DeVito is the stripper during yeah. the party. <laughs> the bachelor party. That is just gold. My, uh, my show is Triple Frontier, which is on Netflix. It's a great movie. Um, a couple different actors in there. But uh, before I do cut out of here... Uh, the fun thing me and my wife decided to do with Friends was go back from season one and point out every black person that was on Friends because they always say there was no black people on Friends. And okay. I, and That's I, what I say about Seinfeld and <laughs> if you go back there, there, with the exception of some talking roles, uh, there's a black person in every episode of Friends, maybe as an extra, but there's one okay. black person in every episode. I did it as a joke, and I'm like, there's another one. Is a black person, another black person, but yeah, we we did it. But outside of like huge speaking roles, if you look at every episode in the background, you'll see at least one person that I can be now, like, oh yeah, it's yeah, New York, I'm of course. Have to watch Seinfeld now and do that because I might I might be proven wrong. I'm not sure. I have to do that now. But yeah, I appreciate you guys for doing this. I love you both. Um, Steven, stay away Thank from my so wife. Much. My, my, your wife is my wife, so stay away from me. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're my mark, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I appreciate, you guys. I appreciate you having us on, man. Yeah, thank you so much. This is fun. You guys are awesome. I really do love you. Take it easy, man. All right. Get your excuses ready. Uh, Monday, soon come. Uh, whatever face podcast. It's your boy.